right, thank you for those great specials tonight, focusing upon our Redeemer. Please turn in your Bibles with me for a few minutes tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. I want to show you a few verses there before we participate tonight in the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. Verse number 23. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. And verse number 23. The word of the Lord says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. And Paul was encouraging them to participate as they uh, looked inwardly about some things. But I want you to notice with me in chapter number 10. Would you look over there with me? This service tonight is called Different Things by Different Churches and, and uh, Groups of People. But let's look and see what the Bible calls this service tonight. You'll notice in chapter 10, in verse number 16, it is called the cup of blessing. The cup of blessing. Now, it wasn't necessarily a blessing the night the Lord did the things that we're observing tonight, but it was a blessing to others. And that's what love is about. Real godly love is about being a blessing. He said, the cup of blessing which we bless. And then he said, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? So not only is it called the cup of blessing, it is also called the communion. I'm sure you've heard that phrase. We're having communion tonight at the church, and that's what they are referring to. And you'll notice also in verse number 21 of chapter 10, The Bible says you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. So it is also called the Lord's table. And so tonight as we participate in this, and I pray that you can and will, is that it is called the cup of blessing. Tonight you are to remember your blessings in Christ Jesus tonight. The communion, the reason why you can have communion and fellowship with Him is because of your new birth and you are now one in Christ together. The cup of the Lord and the Lord's table. Now let's go back over in chapter number 11 for just a moment. And I want to remind you of a few things, that he, some exhortations that He gives us here in this passage. In the 1 Corinthians 11 verse number 24. First of all, he wants us tonight to take what I call a backward look, a time of reflection concerning the cross. 
he says in verse 24 that when we take the bread tonight and we bless it and we give thanks for it, he said, I want you to look backwards and remember that my body was given for you and was broken for you. Does not the Word of God teach us that He bore in His body our sins on the tree? And He says, I just want you to remember that. Don't forget me. Remember that. Look backward tonight about my body and the cross. But in verse number 25, He says, not only did I place my body upon that tree. I mean, He could have been upon that tree and then taken down from that tree. Alive. But that's not what he did. The Bible says in verse number 25, the same manner also he took the cup and when he had supped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's, what's that word? Death. Death till he come. So he wasn't just beaten and placed on a tree. And he didn't just shed blood there on the tree, but he actually gave his life on the tree. And we're to remember that tonight, that the Lord Jesus Christ gave his body, and we'll remember that through the bread and his blood, that through the juice, and we'll remember that our Lord gave both his body and his life because the life of the flesh is in the blood. Therefore, he gave his life for us, and I know that you're aware of that. Tonight is to remind you of that. And the Lord would have you to reflect back upon that with a sober mind and a thankful heart in remembrance of Him. The second thing He would have us to do in verse 26. He would have us to take a a forward look. The Bible says in verse 27, Wherefore whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty. That's not the verse I'm looking for. It's verse number 26. I'm reading verse 27. Forgive me. Verse 26 For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death. And then it says, till he comes. Which means that death did not hold him down. That the grave did not keep him. And now it also says that he will return. Now according to 1 John 3, we have been granted the privilege of being allowed to be called the sons of God even now. And it says, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear and we shall be like him and we shall see him as he is that is something that you are to look forward to and in the process of looking forward not only looking backward at what he's done but the fact of what he's going to do the bible says that every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself you say well the lord made me pure yes he did and you're standing in his righteousness But now he's talking about your practical sanctification in the fact that you are now working out that holiness that he has produced in you and that you would work on your life and you would cleanse yourselves and purify yourselves in both your body and in your spirit. That you not only would have a body that he could use, but you would have a great spirit about you. Amen. And you'll notice that he wants us to look forward to that. And we are tonight. Do you believe He's coming back? Yes, sir. If you believe that and you have that hope in you, the Bible says then you should purify yourself and that takes us to the next step. The Lord's Supper is not only about looking backward at what He's done for us and looking forward to what He's going to do for us, 
But it takes for us in this passage, it says for us to take a look inward. That we might examine ourselves before the Lord. Now we can examine others sometimes much easier than we can examine ourselves. We're a little bit more honest when we're examining other people. And if somebody came up to you and said, brother, would you be honest with me? Would you tell me what you see, what you think about this? You may hesitate a little bit, but more often we are more honest with them than we are with ourselves. We were moving some things around in, uh, in my uh, room today. And in, in my room there was a, a bathroom scale and there was a mirror. And I told Bronson, both of these are my enemies. Both of these lie to me. They are cruel. When I step on the bathroom scale, I say, that can't be right. And when I look in that mirror, I say, that can't be right. But when we take an inward look, you have to be completely honest. Amen? You do. And when you participate in the Lord's Supper, this warning is not to scare you away. It's to draw you near to God. He wanted them to participate. It wasn't that he wanted them to be afraid of participating. He wanted them to simply examine themselves, make things right in this direction, and make things right in this direction. That's what he wanted. He wanted to have communion with them, with the Lord, and he wanted them to have communion with each other. That's what he wanted. And the Lord's Supper was a means of like a self-check, a time of examination, a time where the church really could confess and cleanse itself and get itself right one with another. And it was such a serious moment, and it is, to partake of it. And when he says not to partake of it unworthily, you are unworthy if you've never been born again. You should not participate tonight if you are not saved. And if you are saved, you should not participate if you have unconfessed sin in your heart and in your life. You should not participate in it tonight till you make that right with God and with your maker. You say, well, Brother Roger, I never participate because I... I sin every day, all day long. Well, then you need to get born again. If you're sinning all day, every day, all day long, you need to get born again. Amen, Brother Roger. The Lord saved us to help us to overcome sin and put the Spirit of God in us to overcome sin. I'm talking about now, if you have known, you know when the Spirit of God convicts your heart of something, you know your heart condemns you and you know things are not right between you and a brother or a sister. You need to make that right. You should have already made that right before you came tonight, if possible. But even if, there's a, even if there's something between you and a brother, but in your heart you have forgiven that brother and you've done all that you can and you sought peace and pursued it, as far as God is concerned, that's all you can do. You're good to go. You can't make everybody reconcile with you. You can't make everybody like you. And sometimes when you walk in the path of righteousness, sometimes you're going to bump elbows with some folks that are not going to be easy to deal with. But the Lord, if it's possible, He would have you to forgive as Christ has forgiven you. That you would choose in your heart to forgive that brother who has wounded you or hurt you or offended you. Man, I wouldn't want to count on everybody else in order for me to be able to participate in the Lord's Supper. I want to depend upon my heart being right with God and God being willing to forgive me and to help me and to give me grace. So let's look at this passage for just a moment. 
verse number 27. And by the way, he spends more time on this than he does the other verses. He said, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. He said, Hey, man, just examine yourself. Self-examination, forsaking any sin, and forgiving as we have been forgiven. Verse 9 says, For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. The damnation is not that of your eternal soul, but rather it will be of your earthly body. And the Bible says in verse 30, For this cause many are weak, and sickly among you, and many sleep. Physical infirmities come as a part of the chasing hand of God for a child who refuses to get right with God and participate in the Lord's Supper. It's that serious. He's expecting you to live right, forgive, and to participate in remembering Him because of the heavy price that was paid for us. Excuse me. And you need to do that For Christ's sake. Can you, by faith, and listen, if something happens, it's a great opportunity for you to do something that you exercise your faith and you forgive someone for Christ's sake. It is an opportunity for you to show that you love Him and that you have faith in Him and that you're grateful that He forgave you of your transgressions. Now look in verse number 29 and 30 again, for this is very, very important that we understand this. These are passages that teach us about eternal security. That once you're a child of God, the Bible says that the Father chastens every son that He loves. Every son that He loves, He chastens. Every one of them. And He says, if you are without chastening, He says, you're not my son. He said, you're a bastard, actually, spiritually. You don't belong to me. Oh, my, my Father is a faithful Father. And He knows how to deal with us. And He's gentle, patient, long-suffering in the process of doing this. But, in, but in, in the process of this, you notice he says, verse number 30, for this cause. So anytime that you are facing some situations, maybe you should ask yourself, have I done anything to cause this? Amen? I really need to check myself. Have I done anything to cause this? And if the Lord brings anything to mind, fix it. Not only for your health's sake, but for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. He said, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. Now that sleep is not talking about the sleep we take at night. He is referring to what it mentions in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. Those which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. It means death. But you see a process there in verse number 30 because God is good. And God is patient. Now look in verse 31. He puts the ball in our court. For if we would judge ourselves, what a blessing. We should not be judged. What an awesome opportunity my Father has given to me. That when I failed Him, when I have grieved Him, He said, Son, if you would simply judge yourself, it will keep me from having to judge you. If you would just be honest and confess it and forsake it, And fix what you can fix. He said, I won't judge you about this situation. What an awesome blessing that is. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, 
We are chastened of who? Of the Lord. That we should not be condemned with the world. If you are a child of God tonight, I encourage you, by the grace of God, that you do this tonight in remembrance of Him, in reflection of Him, and in respect of Him, meaning that you would be willing to judge yourself cautiously and carefully and participate. As we mentioned this morning, that we'd be able to lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. That's what He wants. He hasn't made this impossible. He's made a way. He knows what He got when He saved you. But He's very good to us and kind to us. He says, I just want you to remember what an awful price was paid for you. He said, I think that we need to walk worthy of this vocation wherewith we have been called. And ask God to cleanse us and forgive us tonight. To take sin seriously in our hearts and lives. It's impossible to truly worship the Lord in spirit and truth if our spirit is not right with God. If our hearts are not right with God. And if we have sin, even Paul, even, even David said that if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Yeah. Regard means I have, that I have a high estimation for it. Yeah, right. That I plan to do it. Yeah, right. Now sin's always chasing us. And once in a while it'll trip us up. That's different than you chasing it. Right. Amen? There's a big difference. And our Father knows the difference. You know the difference in your children when they're trying. Yeah. And when they're chasing you know the difference.